This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. I scream, you scream, we all should probably use our inside voices or else the podcast levels will start peaking. This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And Nicole, I never want to talk about hot dogs ever again. Yeah, never again. It would be really nice if we just completely disregard hot dogs for like at least six months. Yeah, yeah. And I respect the fact that you've put up real boundaries because a lot of people in the office, you know, uh, they'll come around and be like, so is a hot dog a sandwich? Which God bless them. They're trying to make conversation. Uh, and then you, yeah. I watch you stare a coworker in the face who we all love and say, Excuse, do you not remember this? No, who'd I do this to? You can say their name. I, I think it was Matthew Dwyer, and you were like, with all due respect, I've put a lot of emotional energy into this and a lot of time at work, and I'd like to not have this discussion right now. And I was like, good for you, Nicole. Wow. Set your boundaries, girl. Look at me. I'm telling you, therapy works. <laughs> therapy works. All right, today we're talking about <laughs> the best ice cream flavor. Uh, I feel like we're both going to have the same answer because it's the hmm. correct answer. Really? Well, you go first. Okay. Well... I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and I already know it, but the best ice cream flavor, it's vanilla. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is the most- you feel the same way. It is the underdog. It is disrespected. It is synonymously used with boring missionary sex, which is very strange, and I credit Fifty Shades of Grey for doing that, but it is utterly- Vanilla is incredible. <laughs> vanilla is fine. P more people should be okay with vanilla. And it's the best way to- because that way it doesn't. So you have I the highest. You have the highest chance. <laughs> you have the highest chance of also pro. Which is the, you know, the reason for oh, it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I had no idea. It's yeah. And if you drink a Mountain Dew afterwards, uh, we probably shouldn't be giving uh, reproductive advice on the podcast. But speaking of vanilla, <laughs> if your okay. reproductive advice includes Mountain Dew, you need to go back a few lessons. Was that not a rumor that you heard in like high school? No. No, nobody knows this. This is only me, that you can't get preggers if you drink a Mountain Dew afterwards. It's like the worst <laughs> It's like the worst of the rumors, and it's certainly not true. Shh, so okay, vanilla ice cream. Vanilla, 
Vanilla is, again, mm-hmm. people have considered it synonymous with boring, which I get why, because mm-hmm. a lot of people think vanilla ice cream is just like the plain white ice cream without a flavor. And we have diluted the quality of vanilla over the course of like centuries by I using artificial extracts. Uh, vanillin, which is literally just they they recreate the um, like, what is it like the aldehyde or something that <laughs> is they all have names like tight. High tetra deoxyl methylene four. Um, they're the actual chemical components. <laughs> Thank you. But actual vanilla bean ice cream. Vanilla is a freaking. It's an orchid that only has like a twenty four hour blooming period if it's not pollinated, and then it wilts and dies. Mm-hmm. The fact that vanilla exists evolutionarily is almost a conundrum, if not a miracle. And we have harvested it. It goes back to the Totonac. Empire, who the Aztecs conquered in the 15th century, and then European colonizers got there and started planting it wherever they could figure out how to get it to flower. And then it was just like, it's still the second most expensive spice only to saffron in the world. And it's Mm -hmm. unreal that we get to consume this miracle plant every day in the form of briars and people disrespect it. It really is so special. And I believe one time, uh, Josh, you've said that salt is the flavor which with which <laughs> salt is what the is ba- it? Salt? salt is the baseline from which all flavor harmonies are written. It's a bastardized yeah. quote that I read in a Jeffrey Steingarten book. Yeah, and I feel that way about vanilla and ice cream. You can't have oh. any base. You can't have any ice cream without the pro the procreator. I believe I'm using that term correctly, <laughs> which is vanilla. You we can, gotta stop vanilla talking about procreation. But it's but it makes sense. I mean, there is no ice cream without vanilla. And if there is, it's called sweet cream and it's from Cold Stone, which is delicious in its own right. But vanilla ice cream is the base of all delicious flavors. You can't have mint chip ice cream without a little bit of vanilla. You can't have chocolate ice cream without a little bit of vanilla. Chocolate chip cookie dough. If there's no vanilla, what's the point? Okay, wait, I I have two things. One, Cold Stone, that is one of the biggest cultural coups if not scams that because one I, really? I love cold stone cold stone like not to brag my high sure. school girlfriend worked at cold stone i used to bring her weird stuff and she like mix it in for me like there was a greek cafe across the street and she mixed baklava into their sweet cream base. oh that's badass and that's, that's like badass. that might be my answer for the actual best ice cream flavor if not vanilla yeah. um but cold stone when it opened up in my hometown it was like the new cool and i thought of it as a fancy thing and so when I saw mm-hmm. they had sweet cream as their base instead of vanilla, I was like, oh, vanilla is lame and dumb and low rent because they got it at the 99 cent store. And really? sweet cream, that's fancy. But now I know it's literally vanilla ice cream without the vanilla, you know? And yeah. so that was a big coup. But number two, you're talking about vanilla being used as a flavor base for everything. That's actually rooted in history. So the initial use of vanilla mm. was uh, in the Aztec Empire, I believe, at least according to my research, was used to flavor uh, like chocolatel, like the the OG chocolate drink that the Aztecs would the make, drink. right? Yes. Yeah. The one that's like it was flavored with um, agua de miel uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, made into a kind of like bittersweet, frothy, hot, caffeinated drink. And vanilla was used to you flavor that. You would use that. a molo nino. You'd use yeah. a molo nino and go like this. There was a yeah. spot that was serving like the OG Aztec chocolate drink in Boyle Heights and then they shut down, which I'm bummed about because I really want to try mm-hmm. it. That'd be a fun mm-hmm. thing to make. We should make that on the show. Nicole, we have the capability to do that. Sure. We run a damn Whatever. cooking I've show. I've made it before. I've made it before many times. I used to work at a chocolate store. <laughs> that I used to true. appropriate all kinds of chocolates yeah. from all kinds of yeah, places. Yeah, that makes sense. Chocolate and vanilla, two most common ice cream flavors, right? Like those are both... The OG stories of like colonization and appropriation throughout history mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. that was taken from colonizers and spread and planted literally everywhere. And so now you get, you know, um, 
arguments between Italians, Dutch, Belgians, and French on who makes the best chocolate confections. And it's like that stuff's all OG Mesoamerican. Um, but then now a lot yeah. of it's grown in Africa as well. Really fascinating story. And chocolate and vanilla both, I mean, drove world economies into globalization. Really incredible stuff. And wow. the fact that we get to eat that every day in ice cream is pretty gnarly. The fact well, that... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> eating ice cream every day? Dude, there, I had a period working at this office because we had so much ice cream here that I, every single day for like three months, I ate a burrito for lunch and then chased it with ice cream. And that was wow. the happiest time of my life. I will mm. eat like a bite of ice cream every day because I, I, I'm a huge ice cream fan. I stock at least six, seven flavors in my own freezer at all times. No way. You have room for that? I wish I Pints. Had only pints. That. No quarts. Only pints. And I will. Okay, and okay. I drop cash, Nicole. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing dirty three-year-old Vans right now and a t-shirt from Target. I drive a used Nissan because I spend all my money on $9 pints of ice cream. Wow. And that's I love hilarious. What, what are your top? <laughs> give me your... Okay, so vanilla, obviously, like... Un- unreal miracle plant and if you have a really sure. good vanilla it's transcendent what's the best vanilla ice cream you've ever had oh, i just love tillamook <laughs> really i just love yeah tillamook vanilla is just perfect there's nothing to add there's nothing to subtract it's just delicious i feel like i'm getting real vanilla without being punched in the face with artificial vanilla mm. i think it just tastes delicious and it's and it's fresh and creamy and beautiful and just the perfect amount of fat to like sugar ratio, in my opinion. I yeah. love Tillamook vanilla ice cream. Til- Tillamook is one of those brands. It's like um, kettle chips, Tillamook, and like uh, health aid kombucha, where it's one of those brands that I'm just like, uh. I, I like you better than other brands, and I'm going to support that. <laughs> That's it's funny. like those kind of trusted brands for me. That said, like Tillamook um, farm style shreds cheese. Game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah, if y'all yeah don't know, cheese. If y'all don't know about Tillamook farm-style shreds, they take the convenience of shredded cheese, but it's a lot bigger and it doesn't have the anti-caking agent on it, so it melts really well. Tillamook cheese, mm-hmm. really fantastic. I visited the factory. I had the best milkshake of my life there. It was like a salted malted wow, butterscotch you milkshake. Went there? Dude, yeah, it's, <gasps> a, it's like in between. I was at uh, a wedding, Kevin Riggs' wedding. Uh, shout out, Kevin. Oh, sweet. Uh, at his wedding in the Oregon coast, and we drove back to Portland, I believe, to take a flight. And the Tillamook factory is there. And it is like Disney World for dairy. It's incredible. They had like cheeses they were experimenting on. They had like a 10-year cheddar and stuff like that. Rad. That said, their ice cream is the only product that I don't like. I also like Haagen-Dazs, side note. I really do like Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's, not really. Tillamook to me is too creamy because I prefer a slightly (gasps) icier, colder ice cream because you get... Hmm. And I believe Tillamook has a fair amount of... Uh, I could be wrong here. If Maggie wants to look at the ingredients on Tillamook ice cream real quick, I feel like they have a fair amount of like guar gum, carrageenan. Um, what's the Hell other? Hell yeah. What's <laughs> Which to me, they use that instead of say a custard base to make a really thick, rich, creamy ice cream that doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, yeah, it has has tarragum, guar gum, and like that literally comes before. Yeah, but those are beans. good. I and it's not it's not like a moralistic thing of like I don't like these artificial ingredients. To me, it just doesn't make as good of a product. Uh, and also, there, it allows more air to be whipped in. So you get a creamier product, you get a fluffier, lighter product, but that's not what I want with ice cream. I want, like, dense flavor, and I want cold. If I yeah. if there's a little bit of ice crystals in there, that's totally fine, because that's what I want. So Haagen-Dazs, to me, yeah. Haagen-Dazs has a weirdly um, simple ingredients list for how big of a company they are. Also, owned by Jews. Brooklyn, oh, Brooklyn, okay. <laughs> Brooklyn Jews, baby. Shout out. The Brooklyn Jews are the minor league baseball team of Brooklyn. <laughs> So funny. They have a very offensive Hanukkah mascot. 
Um, but no, who ho- does? Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm it was sorry. a joke. Who it was a, it was a weird, distasteful joke. Um, oh, okay. But uh, Hagen Dazs to me is the best mass market vanilla ice cream out there. If if I'm going like. If I'm in a not at a specialty food store where I get all my fancy boy pints of ice cream, Haagen Dazs sure, is the yeah. one that I go to, and their vanilla is absolutely perfect. But there's you know what one... else is really good? Huh. Bluebell. 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 I haven't had. I don't know if I've had their vanilla. Their banana pudding ice cream. Now, hey there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fun. Hey, that's good. That's good. And can, smooth can you... banana goodness. <laughs> Can you, because Bluebell's a Texas based company, and I know it's like mm-hmm. very, has a huge regional following in Texas. And I remember going to Austin yeah. in college, and everyone's like, you got to get the Bluebell ice cream, and we would, and it was great. Can you get it in California now? Has it, has it made its way out to our stores? I've seen, I think I've seen it in a few Walmarts, and then I believe it might have been pulled, but I'm not 100% sure. I remember seeing it. I remember maybe we just had it shipped to us because we're fancy and, and mythical. We definitely did. But uh, yeah, I do. I do remember having it shipped over to us, or we maybe. I we think just we hit Walmart, up corporate, but... dude. I think we straight up emailed oh, Bluebell Corporate nice. to get it. But there's another regional ice cream company that I just in the last couple of years have seen pop up in California. Yeah, it looks like yeah, Bluebell's. Looks like Bluebell ain't in California yet. Uh, it's called Great oh. Graters. G R A E T E R S. It's from Cincinnati. And their their signature is like a black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream, which isn't my go-to, but it's it's very fun. And Graters makes a really high quality uh, chocolate ice cream as well, and they manufacture their Did own Lily chocolate too. Did Lily teach you about that? No, why does Lily have a connection to Graters? Yeah, I believe she said her favorite ice cream is Grater's Raspberry Chocolate Chip. Oh, she mark? did. She did. She wanted that for her birthday. Oh, that's right. And we failed to get it for her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? She's like, Grater's Raspberry with It chocolate has a chips. huge cult and I'm following. Like, Can you be a little bit more like, I don't know, like simpler? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, hold up though. I, I got to talk about, and you've heard me talk about this because it's annoying, but I was recently looking it up. The best vanilla ice cream I have ever had, which... It might be the best ice cream I've ever had was this company mm. that I've talked about before. They did single origin vanilla, single <laughs> origin chocolate ice creams, and they had an Indonesian yep. vanilla ice cream that literally it almost tasted like wow. cherry blossom. And it was like fruity, wow. packed with vanilla. It was like $13 a pint, which probably explains why I believe the company's out of business now. Because <laughs> I, I could like <laughs> never funny. really find them. I found them in like one random Whole Foods that I stopped in because I had to pee. You know what I mean? And then found them yeah. there. They were called Choktal, C-H-O-C-T-A-L. And I, their ice cream was just fantastic. You could taste the difference in vanilla beans. And not even in like a hipster foodie annoying way of like, I this wine tastes like vegetable ash. And this wine tastes of green onion and silt. Like this was, you tasted the ice cream. You're like, holy smokes, that is an entirely different flavor that I've ever had before. And that showed just like the power of how awesome vanilla is. But aside from vanilla, Nicole, if you're buying like right now, you need to stock five pints of ice cream in your freezer. What are you going with? I don't think the average person stocks five pints of ice cream in their freezer. Did people not have five pints of ice cream? That's crazy to me. Like, I don't think. Dude, live a little. I have like nine hot sauces, five ice creams. And like, (laughs) that's that's how I stock my fridge. Okay, let me think. Definitely a nice Tillamook vanilla. Or maybe Briars, depending on where I'm Bri- at. Briars is a good uh, Vanilla. Uh, no, I'm, I just said that's stupid. <laughs> um, mint chocolate chip, for sure. Has to be green. Has I to be don't green. like white. People are like, oh, white mint tastes so much better. Liars. No, it doesn't. 
No, it I has need to be to green. Taste the green. I need to see the green. The green yeah. is the color of mint, need- but also no no real mint should be in there because real mint ice cream I do yeah, not like. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I need the f- I need that fake stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, chocolate chip cookie dough. Yes, love that. Uh-huh. Something with a caramel ripple. Something with a caramel rib- ribbon going through it. Maybe a Jenny salted caramel with a little bit. Sure, not Jenny's. I mean, no, no, I'm, no. I'm uh, salt and straw. Jenny's salt and straw. I salt and straw is too dense for me. So I guess something from McConnell's. Something McConnell's. from McConnell's that has a caramel swirl in there with a little bit of salt would be nice. And then maybe a nice black cherry from Thrifty's. Thrifty. Okay, let's talk about I Thrifty. I love black cherry. Black cherry ice cream is an underdog. It's like it's like rum raisin or like butter pecan. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's an old lady ice cream. So what? Old ladies have their stuff together. I love that kind of old, like... I taste. I'm tasting the same ice cream as a person in like the 40s, Dude. and that's rad. You okay, know what no, I mean? If, if you're going cherry, you're tasting the same ice cream as like a Persian dude in like the like 1300s. Because let's talk about oh, the yeah, freaking well, history of ice cream. Because I want to oh, do this. Because it's hilarious. I was talking about American ice creams, but no, if you want me to talk about Persian ice creams, that's another scenario completely. Well, so Persian ice cream is. I mean, it's my go-to when I go out for ice cream. I go to. Um, yeah. Got uh, saffron and rose. There's a war in LA. Sure. It's it's Molly Malone's. Molly Mashti Malone's. Mashti Malone. Sorry. There's Mashti, Mashti Malone's and saffron and rose. I've always been team saffron and rose. Uh, I think they use less food dye in their things, which for some reason I prefer that. But you go there and they have, <laughs> I mean, flavors like saffron, pistachio, lavender, which is always my favorite, orange blossom, mm-hmm. cucumber ice cream, not sorbet, talking heavy cream ice cream, baby. And it's got salep mixed in it, ground orchid root powder that makes it like extra yeah. stretchy and chewy. And I love Persian ice cream. But like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the most interesting thing to me about ice cream, which what goddamn I have to I have to do this, Nicole. I have to do this. I'm sorry. So ice cream was invented originally using buffalo milk uh, in the Chinese. I believe it was at the Tang Dynasty, and it was made mm-hmm. with a chemical called saltpeter. That's the thing that changed the game, right? Nicole, you ever make rock salt ice cream? I was gonna say, isn't saltpeter used a lot in like uh, corned beef production? I don't think so. I think it's a different thing. Saltpeter, I believe, is used in gunpowder manufacturing. Oh, that's it. I always mix up <laughs> corned beef and gunpowder. <laughs> but they basically found a chemical that reduces the freezing temperature of ice. So it drops it even lower. Mm-hmm. So you can like add saltpeter to literal water. Or no, sorry, it doesn't reduce the freezing temperature. Saltpeter literally cools down water. And so they found out they could use that to cool down uh, cream and, and make it frosty on demand, which is pretty incredible. But then we found out that you can also just use NaCl, classic table salt, to you know make the temperature of ice drop and make that. But anyways, the term sherbet comes from sharbat, which I believe is a Persian yep. word, right? Mm-hmm. And like one of the OG flavors was sour cherry. And so I love being able to go to like like you go to Persian ice creameries and you get like falude, yep, which is like the ice with the noodles mixed in it. That's right. That's cool as hell. It's a piece of history. Food history is fun, yeah. folks. The man I'm screams. so glad you're telling people. It's nice. Thanks. I also, saltpeter was totally used in meat production. Was it really? Like meat curing. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about like 50% <laughs> of the time, Josh. I believe you. I know. Yeah, it's used in like charcuterie boards and stuff. But yeah, ice cream has a really interesting history and I'm glad that Persians did most of it. Hey. <laughs> What's your dream? Kimona <laughs> means stop. winter. <laughs> what do you wear in winter? A robe. Kimono is Greek. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Uh, what's your dream Sunday, Josh? What's your favorite? Like, you, you gave me five flavors, which is way too much. Just tell me your dream Sunday situation. Wait, but I want to talk about my Three. five top pints. Fine, I'll go dream Sunday. Okay, no, no, no. Fine, <laughs> fine. You can tell me your five pints, and then I'm going to make my dream, uh, my dream Sunday. All right, five pints. We got to talk about one vanilla plum beer from Maloko. Maloko. Josh, you're getting really insular. Nobody knows what the fuck you're explain. talking about. I'm going to explain, Nicole. That's right. That's what we do. It's very good. Very cool. The world of ice cream is fascinating and beautiful. And, and, and we talk about USSR and food standards all the time. There is a there is the mm-hmm. top, Nicole. The USSR, they broke down ice cream into three different designations. There was low fat, medium fat, high fat. Plum beer was the highest fat with egg yolks and heavy cream in it. And there's a company that is remaking. It's a, a dude from St. Petersburg who now lives in California. He gets all his dairy from Oregon. Uh, probably the same cows as Tillamook uses, Nicole. And he's recreating Soviet standard no. plum beer using egg yolks and cream. And that's really fantastic. Number two, I'm going chocolate malted crunch from Thrifty. You got the malt in there. You got those little balls. You, you got know? all the flex. That's a good cheese. You know what's the best part of that ice cream? Huh? The best part of that ice cream is it had a little mascot. Do you ever remember? Like it had like a little like, uh, like, it was a, like a, a little a guy with a sword. Yeah, it was like a yeah, knight, a knight with, with a sword. like a sword. Why? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he's the guardian of Thrifty's ice cream. If you like come at 1031, they're like, no more ice cream. Dude, maybe. Number they three. Have like a cutoff point. Number three, local ice cream purveyor, Bergamot Genmaicha. Shout out to Mercedes Saucedo at Casa Coco. She does incredible work. Uh, very hyper local. Also, the fanciest I will get, but you need one really fancy pint of ice cream, Nicole. Number four, Jenny's. Love me some Jenny's. Mm-hmm. You, get the, you get the peach uh, buttermilk cobbler. Mm-hmm. Nice, a little bit of acid, a little bit of salt running through that. Mm-hmm. Good as hell. Number five, my last one, McConnell's. McConnell's is the single best creamery, single best ice cream manufacturer. They were saved from bankruptcy several years ago. Santa Barbara native used to get Stony Baloney and go to the scoop shop originally to get their special flavors. Absolutely love McConnell's. Their sea salt cream and cookies is the best ice cream out there probably right now probably my most consistent pint that's the one that i go back to the most it's like cookies and cream but they use chocolate chip cookies but they blend it pretty well mm. and there's a lot of salt in the ice cream Ooh. those are the top five pints Ooh. that i'm going oh that's god good. dang josh i was gonna ask you um what kind of ice cream did you have in your house growing up because i always had strawberry cheesecake in my house the thrifty one reason. the thrifty one at all, it doesn't matter, any kind. Maybe it was Thrifties, maybe it was, I don't know, Ben and Jerry's, maybe, who knows? It was some other random one. My house was fully stocked with strawberry cheesecake ice cream my whole life. What about you? Do you wait, do you still like it? Or did you like I, it back oh, then? Um, it, it was it was Morris's favorite, and like we would just have to have a bite every now and then. <laughs> if my dad brought it out, he's like, Bia Baba, and he'd give me a spoon. But like that wasn't my favorite ice cream. It was like cheesy. Yeah, like jammy ice cream. Yeah, it wasn't got that, like, like my gig, but I. It's got that fake I strawberry goo. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I respect it now. But <laughs> back in the day, that was all we had in the house. We only had one kind of ice cream too, 
and it was they I don't even know if it has a name. I'm sure it does, but they sell it in the five gallon plastic handled buckets. Yeah, and it is the lowest quality ice cream. We would get the Neapolitan because that way, Nicole, you save money. By only having to buy one thing ice cream and you get three flavors. Yeah, but I'm not the biggest. I don't understand the point of Neapolitan ice cream. It just doesn't do it for me, you know? We've evolved as a society. We don't need to do chocolate, <laughs> vanilla, strawberry anymore. We can put some fun flavors in there. We can put some pistachio. We can put some rum raisin. Like, I don't like. We should start a company where we get to make our own Neapolitans Sharks. for the people. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like imagine, like it's like oh the Neapolitan, like Neapolitan, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like the new Neapolitan, new trio trio ice creams, and like we just do that polyamorous do ice cream. It? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Thruples for days. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So we went to so the OG <laughs> the OG Neapolitan ice cream, right? Is Spumoni, and you and I. Oh, which <laughs> together. We went Tell to we went to uh, what is it L and B Spumoni Gardens in, Spumoni Gardens in yes. New York uh, where they have the in big Brooklyn. grandma yeah in Brooklyn near Coney Island we were there for the hot dog eating contest we were both like sunburnt dehydrated and ate way too many clam strips and drank way too many beers and we're all like full I was dead that day and I'm like I will be damned if we leave New York without <laughs> getting a pizza that's been on my bucket list for a while and L and B Spumoni Gardens was there. And we stopped on the train on the way back, and we got just a giant brick of a pie that nobody wanted to eat. And I was there chowing down. And then everybody's like, we're so full. We're drinking like 90-degree <laughs> red wine in the middle of the day, and we've been up till up from 6 a.m. And I was like, we oh got to get the Spumoni. It's called we're Spumoni, Spumoni Gardens. <laughs> and then we got the Spumoni, oh which, God. like I said, OG Neapolitan ice cream. It's got it's a pistachio cherry and chocolate, right? Whatever it was, it wasn't very good. I'm sorry, New York. God God bless LMD Simone Gardens. I loved the pizza. The salad tastes like it was just with heavy cream. <laughs> Why was that salad so damn creamy? I don't know. It was and like it was, was not good. Heavy cream salad. It was crazy. I saw. I had a great yeah, that's, meal. Yeah, Spumoni was gross. And I loved it. But no, Spumoni, Neapolitan, I'm not the biggest fan. What would you combine, like your, your top three flavors in one? Because strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate, they don't go together like you know you would never want to yeah dip they in the don't same go bite. together they don't go together i'd say we just do a salted series okay oh. hear me out you made a really good salted cookies and cream milkshake so let's do a salted uh oreo Yo. and then salted we do oreo. A, and then we do salted oreo mm -hmm. and then we do some sort of nut we just go crazy and we do like an almond butter swirl like a salted mm. almond butter swirl <laughs> nicole's gyrating <laughs> back and forth in her chair right now saying salted Almond butter swirl. It helps me think. It helps me think. And then, and then the last one, Josh, take it away. Come on, I need some something alcoholic. What do we got? Bourbon. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, like a smoke, a like a smoke bourbon. Use smoke. Use Warbringer bourbon. Alderwood. Alderwood, Alderwood. smoked bourbon. <laughs> Bro, a little bit of molasses. Some blackstrap molasses in there. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Ginger. Jo uh, jo oh, got it. Get the Alderwood spice. smoked. Alderwood smoked bourbon ginger snap ice cream. Wait, hold on. Can somebody write? Well, I'll listen to this podcast later, write that down, and then try and make that, because that sounds so good. I have I know, Alderwood smoked like salt fun? in my pantry, because of course I do. Wait, yeah, speaking of which, sure. have you, because you've, have you made any ice creams for pleasure or just for work? Because like you've <laughs> made a lot a of- question? Well, I mean, you've made a lot of ice cream at work, because like we do that for a job, but like, do you ever make it at home? Never. Never. I, I got into a really I big ice cream never, phase. never- 
in a million years make my own ice cream when the store is just <laughs> five blocks that way. It's fun. No, I mean, I mean, no, it's not fun for me. But I will, <laughs> I will frick around and make a sorbet every once in a while. Yeah, but that's yeah. not real. You're talking about like but, do you like um, a blender sorbet, like a uh, like a food yeah. processor sorbet. Yeah, but like that's not real. But when it comes to ice cream making, it's just such an art form. And I really respect people that can make a delicious ice cream. I just don't want to bring that energy into my house. <laughs> you act like it's, I'm not I'm not here to be like a it's pro. A witchcraft. No, it's I mean it is gotta, in a way. It's, it's incredible. It making making creme anglaise is a beautiful, you know, feeling of of and you know, it's just hard. I don't wanna temp things in my house. I'm Nobody's not making to, you. I'm just curious. I, I know, know. I'm just saying, like, I'm not I'm not here for that kind of life. I'm gonna go to the corner store and get me a cone and I'm just gonna live my life. I'm not gonna bring the energy of an ice cream maker in my house. No. But no there's aren't, aren't there like flavors that you want to exist that don't exist? And you're like, I I, Nicole, Hendizade, and Naidi the fourth can make this myself <laughs> because I'm a powerful woman. Yeah, I mean, I just what I do is I talk about it on the podcast that I have with you and then, and then uh, never it, it never happens, <laughs> it never happens. But it's nice to know that these ideas exist and they're in in my mind. And I'm sure that there's some incredible ice cream maker that has done something similar, if not better than my idea. And they have an R&D team that tests and tests and tests it and does it better than I ever could. I'm gonna make what like a, like an ice cream on my on, on my kitchen table. What the what the frick? I don't have time. Dude, for the that. ice cream maker's annoying too. Like you're trying to watch a movie and you're oh. like, arr, 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 arr. for like four yeah. hours, who, and then you're like, oh, turns out turns out you can't just substitute buttermilk for milk in an ice cream base because then your buttermilk Thai basil ice cream turns out like crap, Nicole. And that happened to me. Yeah. And have you ever like seen those like ice cream makers that are like handheld where you like roll a ball? Oh, yeah, go for yeah, yourself. Dude, those are so annoying. I hate that stuff. Those uh, are so stupid. I mean, leave it to the professionals. I will say there is one ice cream flavor that I made that was maybe better than any store-bought ice cream I've had. And I didn't write What's anything that? down because I kind of believe in the ephemera of food and I think it's fun. Um, Me but too. I did a like a sweet corn, like fresh corn ice cream where I, I used – I basically made a corn broth – by like blending the corn, simmering it, reducing, getting the starch out, straining it, all that. And then I added malt powder and salt to it. And then I did a smoked salt caramel ribbon in the fresh corn mm. malted ice cream. And to me, that mm. was like, that was what dreams are made of. That's why I like, I want to chase this. I think if I were to do, if you were to sell a food, if you were to say mythical, the offices burn down and they collect the insurance money and decide not to revive anything, you know, in, in, uh, inshallah, it doesn't happen. Um, but what would your like one food thing that you'd actually sell be if you were to go that route? You're like, what's the food that you make better than anyone that you could sell to the public? Customized <laughs> charcuterie boards. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I would just make beautiful curated meats, cheeses, crackers, and maybe a few flowers on there. Like a Harry, what is it? Harry and David's? Do you know what I'm talking about? They do like the gift. Who are you calling Harry? They give you the, they give you the uh, certainly not me. I, I tried to grow out my mustache today and you can't even see it. Um, they do like the beautiful gift baskets. You would do that, but for like cured meats and like like edible arrangements for the new generation. Yeah, that's what I would do. So it would require, again, no real cooking. <laughs> and I would just I would just curate things because what am I if not a curator, you know? If I had to cook something, it probably would be cookies. Yeah. Or cakes. Ice cream, baby. Well, I already knew that about you. You just talked about corn ice cream for three minutes. <laughs> All right, Nicole, I'm sold on your mm. charcuterie idea. 
But tell me, tell the people, this is proof of concept. If you were to make me a charcuterie board, what's going to be on it? How's it going to look? Who's it going to impress? Sell I'm me. I'm going to make you salami. Okay, I'm going to make you salami ice cream. <laughs> and I'm going to put scoops of salami ice cream. And then I'm going to make a mustard. And then I'm going to make a sweet mustard to put over it. And then I'm just going to give you a, a crap ton of carb-free crackers. And then you could just have a party. A bunch of those like almond almond parmesan crackers that you can buy at the Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, 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 yeah. The little parmesan crisps. Yeah, Yeah, because we don't do carbs, honey. I just (laughs) ate a bunch of ice cream slathered in mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I would do for you. I think I'd make it like a fun little ice cream sausage party because that's what you deserve. I do love a sausage party. All right, so let's vanilla. Best ice cream, right? Like, it's it's almost incontrovertible. Yeah. It, the, the people even say that. Democratically, vanilla is the best ice cream, and I would implore people to go out there and explore more vanillas. Think more deeply about the flavor that's in your mouth. None of us discussed plain chocolate ice cream. You don't mess with chocolate ice cream? If I'm, like, with my niece and nephew, <laughs> I might have a spoonful of chocolate ice cream. But, no, I don't, I don't search for it. I'm not a Rocky Road girl. I do like chocolate frozen yogurt, though. <laughs> really? What, I love chocolate frozen yeah. yogurt. It's delicious. That's the opposite of the time to get chocolate. It's a little. No, it's not. It's like a little tangy <laughs> and like it's a little sour and it works really well with the chocolate. Ew. <laughs> you those don't are think not. So? No, those are the opposite of adjectives I want in chocolate specifically. It's like chocolate but is the opposite so of tangy. But it's so I mix Nicole. Chocolate I- is not the opposite of tangy. Have you ever had dark chocolate before? Yeah, I don't think there should be acid. I think acid would be like a negative byproduct. Chocolate is acid. No, 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 I know, no, but I'm saying so is coffee. But naturally acidic, acidic. I'm saying, but so is coffee. But like acidic coffee is not something people seek out. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, why, well, are we, why are we having? Why are we having this fight now? Why did this? I didn't think I, I was going to drop a bombshell by asking you about chocolate ice cream. Now you're talking about chocolate <laughs> for you. There's not even a real chocolate in there, you know. And like half the time you go to Yogurtland, you pull the freaking lever, and like it's just a melted thing of goop just goes and spray farts into your cup. And you're like, oh, okay, I have to so you know, so you know how that your first <laughs> girlfriend ever worked at Cold Stone. My best friend Debbie worked at a cho- at a frozen yogurt place Which called one? Toppings. Oh, okay. Toppings, and uh, we used to just <laughs> we used to just go, and I'd be like, "Hey, Debbie," and she would just look at me like, "What are you doing here?" I'd be like, "Give me some samples," and I would you know what's the up. chocolate froyo. The chocolate froyo was really good there. I don't know, it was like a little tang. Oh, I also like chocolate from Pinkberry too. Ew, 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 I hate the chocolate Josh, pink berry. Are no, you crack? It's Greek. It's Greek yogurt. It's not good. That's Greek delicious. I, I make so much chocolate protein powder with so much Greek yogurt, and I hate it. I hate it. I choke it down because I have to, <laughs> and it's there. So, no, I don't want to. It doesn't sh- need to be chocolate protein powder. You can get vanilla no, protein powder and stop it's being it's a like, B word. It's like an austerity thing. It's like you don't want that. It's what not there. The Give me the luxurious. Austerity? Give me the luxurious, Maggie. the bitter, the beautiful, the harmonious, <laughs> the creamy, the earthen chocolate. I don't know what that is. What does chocolate? austerity mean? What does austerity, austerity mean? It's like uh, austerity measure is like when you're poor and can't afford the good stuff you know you're, you're dialing back so you got to get the cheap crappy froyo instead of the ice cream and i love froyo but time and place you get like a honeydew froyo from because i made you when i hurt my back Ew, when i hurt my back do. when i hurt my back i made you take me to yogurt land so it, it felt better and i got honeydew froyo honey tastes that's like go. fart you put the mochi <laughs> in it like fart. <laughs> i like the fart i like farts <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Nicole, we've heard it. You and I have to say, now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are Like Casseroles. Sometimes you let you let the talent around you shine, you know, like uh, I'll sing backup vocals to Nicole's main, you know, she's the star and I can accept that. You know, she's got the range. Frankly, she's got the range. Some say I'm she doesn't so have the range. She has the range. That. Um, Who said that? Who says I don't have the range? I'll fight them right now. <laughs> um, oh, special announcement. <laughs> I was waiting. We've got ourselves a podcast voicemail. Yeah, uh, we want to stop hearing our own voices. We want to start hearing your voices for a change. So mm-hmm. if you got a question, concern, nice compliment to puff up our egos, uh, if you leave a voicemail, preferably less than a minute, because if it's over a minute, we just get bored. We have so much ADHD in this podcast room. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll play it on the show and uh, talk about it and whatnot. So yeah, call the number. Yeah, uh, so if you want to leave us a voicemail, call us at 833-DOGPOD1. That's 833-D-O-G-P-O-D-1. When you write it out, it looks like dog poo one, and I was like, no way, we got, there was nobody else that had no. dog poo one. We got, dog do, it's dog pod one. one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, before we get into opinions like casseroles, are there any ice creams that we left out that people are going to be mad about? Are the Italians going to be like, oh, but gelato. I love gelato uh, more than ice cream. Really? There's yeah, spot and the, I love. Spot in the mall. Uh, uh, Westfield Central yeah. City. The, one, the mall that you and I are always at at the same time. There's that gelato spot. That's the no, only no, chocolate no. that I like. No, no, no. We're never there at the same time. Or we are there at the same time, but you never wait for me to come meet up with you. You no. always leave. No, I'm, I'm there to check the long sleeve shirts at Zara. <laughs> I'm there to get Brazilian barbecue and a cup of gelato, and then I leave. I just want to hang out with you for five <laughs> minutes outside of work, <laughs> and you never wait for me. Never. Uh, all right. First up, we got at Neutral Love. Mixing applesauce with Kraft mac and cheese is the best. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, um, I've never tried. They also, okay, dipping a grilled cheese into applesauce. I can see that. A mild cheese, cheese and apples, a combination that some people like. I find it vaguely disgusting. I don't even, I don't love um, uh, fondue very much and dipping the fruit Mm -hmm. into the melted cheese. That's not really my game. Um, There's something about the fat in the fruit that I don't love. But applesauce is, oh, uh, here's an opinion. It's like an unseasoned ketchup. It's like a sweet unseasoned ketchup. Uh, Sure. What, what would happen uh, if you I think, mixed? Let me tell you. Let Go me ahead. tell you. Let me tell you what this person is saying. They're saying to dip a craft grilled cheese mac and cheese into applesauce, which I don't. I don't dig. But I would be down to do it with like a brie, with like maybe a little <laughs> prosciutto. You know what I mean? I think I could get down with that. Hold up. I had. I realized on Julie and I's second date, I had a very fancy version of what they're talking about. That I kind of didn't love. Birdie G's uh, restaurant in Los Angeles, very fancy. They do a lot of sort of Ashkenazi Jewish food. Jules and I both grew up on Ashkenazi Jewish food. Um, Kugel is a dish that I grew up eating. It was a fat, dense brick of egg noodles with like eggs, milk, cinnamon, and raisins in it. And then you ate it. This dude makes like a fancy Kugel, but it's with kavatapi noodles and it has... um, like acorn squash or something and sage. But then he puts like a spiced apple thing in the middle and it's like a good dish but it you know it just doesn't no thanks yeah you know it's fine it's, it's almost not really cool that but but his play on chorosit now that's good Ooh, girl give me some chorosit 
My mom makes good haroset. We call it, what do we, we call it halak in Farsi. Halak? Really good. It's yeah. better than Ashkenazi. Ooh, them fighting words. Sure. <laughs> okay, next food opinion. Rachel Tater Tot says, a bowl of honey bunches of oats with oat milk is technically confit. Uh, okay, no. okay, okay. Let's break it down. Let's, let's break, let's False. Break it down. The technique of confiting uh, mm-hmm. is, I think they're talking about d- duck confit, which is probably the most popular Correct. form of confit, whereby you mm-hmm. cook a duck, mostly hindquarters, in its own fat very, very yes. slowly. Uh, but I believe confit is technically just a term for slow fat cooking and anything, right? Confit garlic, confit yeah. tomato. You can confit anything with fat, yeah. Yeah, and it's just a method of preservation. But they're talking sure. about if you take honey bunches of oats, primarily oat-based, and then you're submerging that into oat milk, that that is a confit of sorts. No, making oatmeal with oat milk is confiting it. Correct. Yeah, because if there's no heat. There's you're no heat. not cooking it. No, no, yeah, heat is so- endemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were close. So this they were is close. Incorrect. Also, close, honey bunches, but still incorrect. Honey bunches of oats, mostly corn. Uh, what people don't know, honey bunches of oats. We we talked about this a while ago, uh, talking about cereal. But honey bunches of oats was four different post cereals, individual uh-huh. cereals that they just combined. So it's like the uh, it's like a trail mix of cereals. It's just a combination of four cereals. Most of it's corn. So. I do love that cereal so much. I would be the oh, nut my clusters yeah. in the honey bunches of oats. <laughs> I like the, the ones gl- with almonds in it. Yeah, same, same, same. Oh, God, I want some Honey Bunches of Oats. What would you be? Which Honey Bunches of Oat piece would I be? Yeah. The gla- the glazed flake of corn. Because <laughs> they have normal flake of corn. That's right. And then glazed right. flake of corn. Can't call it corn That's flakes. right. You sure <laughs> are a glazed corn. <laughs> At Kobe Turner 54, the only way to make mashed potatoes with a big spoonful of mayo. Burm, burm, burm. Let's go. I love mayo potatoes. Absolutely roll. You can't add it in when the potatoes are too hot because the mayo, <laughs> the, mayo, the eggs are going to scramble and the mayo is going to separate. You're I sick. love it. Th- this is where I want a little bit of tang, a little bit of tang with potatoes, Nicole, a little bit of acid in your potatoes. Oh, so potatoes. it's weird whenever. So it's weird whenever I want a little bit of tang in my chocolate froyo, but whenever you want it in your mayonnaise taters, it's fine. Get out of here, Josh. What I do with my mayonnaise taters is between me and God. <laughs> All right, next up on our controversial food opinions sheet, cheers for fears. Hoisin sauce is pretty legitimate dipping sauce. Yeah. Yep. I love hoisin sauce. I have a bottle of hoisin sauce in my fridge right now. Always keep it on. I always keep oyster sauce on hand. Always keep hoisin on hand. Uh, Love it. The combination, this is a very Southern California Vietnamese food thing. Well, probably all of California Vietnamese food thing. When you get pho, you get the hoisin and sriracha. And you like kind of put them in the same bowl. And so for me, that combination mm-hmm. of hoisin and sriracha uh, is like such a beautiful, nostalgic thing for a lot of the restaurants I, I went to growing up. Yeah, hoisin's great. It's made hoisin? from made from plums? I don't know what it's made from, but it's so sugary and mm-hmm. deep. Sugary, it's deep, delicious. dark. Has the consistency of, of ketchup, but like a much like deeper, more tart, uh, caramelized flavor. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Is there no plum in, in hoisin? Why, why did I think hoisin was made with plum? Can you say hoisin plum? Plum sauce. Plum sauce, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there is no plum in hoisin. Oh, I'm just dumb. And I learned something new today. It's fun. You know what it is? The container is normally purple. So maybe you had some sort of like association with like plums and purple. That makes sense. I generally get Lee Kum Kee. That's a, that's a brand that I enjoy. Lee Kum Kee. I believe mine sauce. is Lee Kum Kee as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good All right, at, at Zest VK, after eating Chef Boyardee for the first time in years, I never realized how effing sweet it is. What do they sprinkle sugar on? It's like a tomato smoothie with pasta. 
It Ugh. really is, dude. It is. It, I've never same, had it. Same with Cam. You've never had Chef Boyardee? No. Like ravioli? Why would I? I don't know, dude. We were around it at work all the time. It is. It's very corn syrupy. Uh, it's almost like Campbell's tomato soup. Like, much more than, like, a pasta sauce. Um, and it is just, it's sugary. It is acidic. Um, it is unreal. Mm. It's one of those things that when I ate it as a kid, I loved it because kids have massive sweet tooths, right? And then as you get mm-hmm. older, your palate develops. Bitter things start to round out. You don't taste things as intensely. Uh, and so mm-hmm. sweet things don't agree with you as much. Um, yeah, I can't do Chef Boyardee. And the canned pasta, it's so soft. Like there's a lot of nostalgic foods that I I can I absolutely love, man. I'll slam bagel bites and ranch all day. Kraft mac and cheese delight. Like Chef Boyardee is one of those things that I cannot do as an adult. It's oddly orange, isn't it? It's yeah, it doesn't look like uh tomato sauce. It's it's yeah, creamy. It's I think there's probably orange. fat emulsified into it. Yeah, it's a bizarre yeah. experience eating it as an adult if you haven't had it in a long time. I can't do it. All right. Uh, Real Phil Games says, slap Big Mac sauce on any sandwich from the Golden Arches and it'll make it better. Hmm. All right. Let's think about sandwiches you can get from, from the Golden Arches. A McChicken with better. burger sauce? Better. Sounds good. filet fish Uh, better. I mean, it's just, uh, special sauce, I mean, it's, it's, there's no ketchup in it at, um, at McDonald's. It's mustard, mm-hmm. mayonnaise, spices, uh, pickles, and then some other stuff. I think the paprika extract. Paprika extract, yeah. yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. And so that's just a better tartar sauce, in my opinion. So that's better on the filet mm-hmm. fish Even breakfast mm-hmm. sandwiches, I love a, a good spiced mayonnaise on my breakfast sandwiches. I feel like it'd be dank on a freaking sausage muffin with egg. Dude. Mm, maybe. I'm not a big a... fan of mayonnaise on my, on my uh, breakfast sandwiches, but I'd be willing to try it. Why not? That's the sentiment. I man, I can't get enough of it. I think this is a great opinion that I've weirdly never thought about, and I'd be one of the few people in the world who would think about these things, and I haven't. And so nice. that's fun. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, shout out Real Phil Games. You rule. Yeah. All right. Last last one. Last one. One more. One more. All right. Let's do it. At Hannah Schobert. Can't believe y'all are sleeping on Taco Bell nachos. Nachos Belgrande sub beef for black beans plus chipotle sauce plus pickled jalapenos. One way ticket to Flavor Town. Uh, mm. this, you know how I know this is a good order from Taco Bell? How? Because they got three additions and or substitutions in there, meaning they have <laughs> curated this to their mm-hmm. own palate uh, in a way that I really love. When, when did we sleep on nachos? Must have been during the what does your Taco Bell think, order say about you? I don't know, but I, there's something about getting nachos from Taco Bell. It's just so messy, you know? Like, I want to eat it at a restaurant. Yeah. I like the way it looks at restaurants. It's like a mountain. It's like a big volcano that I can climb. <laughs> but Taco Bell's just like a dune. It's like a plateau that I just kind of like walk over, you know? I like my nachos to be a, a conquest. And I don't feel that way when I'm at Taco Bell. And I'm sure they're delicious. I'm sure they're yummy. I just don't want to do it at, in my car at like <laughs> three in the morning. I don't want to do that. Okay, so when I go to Taco Bell, I always eat inside the restaurant. I love it. I love eating inside an air-conditioned Taco Bell, getting a refill on my <laughs> diet Baja Blast, as many fire sauce packs as I want. I don't know why I never order not. I've eaten plenty of nachos from Taco Bell, but it's not like in my regular order. And I don't know why, because they are great. It's all of the flavors that you want just on crispy chips you know a what little I mean? Crunchier, that, yeah. I think I think Hannah Schobert, I think you're correct. I think and I need to start adding all of these now because I probably haven't ordered nachos there since they came out with the infinitely customizable app menu. And now I need to. I can take my destiny into my own hands. 
In one chip at a time. You are the master of your own destiny, Josh. You go get those Taco Bell's Micrande. Is that what they're called? Like James Joyce's Ulysses. I mean, truly. Uh, Nachos Belgrande. You are are Ulysses. Thank you. Uh, Well... Are we done? Do we do it? Do we do a podcast? I forgot what a normal podcast is like when we're not when I'm not sweating from talking about the ontological implications of a hot dog hood. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or and Handy Zada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. Or if you want to leave us a voicemail, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOGPOD1. That's 833-DOGPOD1 one not dog poo one but really use the voicemail <laughs> thing because we really want to hear your voice and that's the thing that podcasts that i like do it's like we should start doing it we, like we have original <laughs> ideas we have original ideas too but that's cool that's the fun thing listener you know submissions we get voicemail we can yell at them you're like ah oh, you did this i said it. you know what i mean it's a fun time and for more mythical <laughs> kitchen check us out on youtube where we launch new videos every week we'll see you next time